true from a certain point of view. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 27 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. I am Adam. And we're once again so excited to be here talking Star Wars today. We got a lot going on in today's show. Um, first of all, Adam, what have you been up to in Star Wars this week? Uh, been doing some reading. I've read more of Black Spire, which I'm enjoying, and I'm very glad I'm reading that before I actually uh, visit Galaxy's Edge. Uh, because it's really making me want to go and explore and see how many of those story elements in this book are connected to the park itself. So mm-hmm. it's really been exciting. I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. And then the book club this week started Alphabet Squadron, which in no way was meant to line up with what the original, with what the official Star Wars account did. <laughs> uh, I think it was Star our Wars idea show. first, anyway. <laughs> I, I have the Discord timestamps; I can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we started reading Alphabet Squadron this week. There it is. I like that cover. It's a beautiful cover, and Shadowfall yeah. I think is even better. Yeah, I saw the uh, Kindle edition was uh, for sale for like five bucks. So I was thinking oh. about picking it up. Yeah, um, pick it up. you know, you know, I'm a slow reader. I'm no good at keeping up with book clubs, obviously, from the novelization. Yeah, no, of that's fine. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to let me know if it's so worth far. Reading. It's good. We're only I've heard, two chapters I've heard good in, things about that one, too. So, yeah, uh, I caved and bought the entire set of digital 4K movies last night so I'm going to start watching them all again. There you go. In Why 4K. Not? Yep. Yeah. And I'm tempted. The last this isn't really me. This is kind of an us thing, but I just wanted to uh throw this in because our Twitter account rolled over 300 followers last night, which is... Did we? I was wondering if we were going to hit that mark. Yeah, that is... uh, it was uh, early this morning. I was still asleep, and it, it rolled over. We're now at almost like 310, so That's got a awesome. little extra change there, which is really cool because only four weeks ago we rolled over 200, so... Yeah, yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, yes, so yeah, we were. I was hoping that would happen. So May Fourth weekend, we could celebrate a little bit, and we can. Absolutely. So what we'll have you been to up to? Celebrate with some some blue milk. Um, yeah, I have it. We're gonna. I'm gonna bring yeah. it over, and we're gonna toast with some blue milk. Can't wait. So, um, <laughs> and I've been uh, up, before what, we move on, to? real quick, oh, yeah. I just want to say thank you to everyone on Twitter to help get the word out and yeah. retweet that stuff, and you know, just uh, we couldn't have done it without that help and support so absolutely thank you out there for your support yeah so uh, Um, what have you been up to well i finished my catch-up of clone wars finally so i've watched every episode of clone wars now um i also finished the novelization of the rise of skywalker finally so we would be able to do like a full spoiler review at some point in the near future yeah i think that Um, might be next week yeah, and I played some uh, Battlefront 2 as well because there were some updates. Week. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about that in the news in a yep. little bit. Um, but played some Battlefront 2. So nice. that is what I have been up to. Awesome. So we also had a poll result. Yeah, a good, pretty good poll, actually. Yeah, this was a good poll. We got a lot of action on it. Yep. And our, our question... For this week's poll was what has been your favorite episode of the Clone Wars season seven so far? 
Um, and, and I did put the option in there before shattered. So. <laughs> yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, we the options were a. I just tried to pull like at least one from each arc, um, and one from each arc that I thought was kind of maybe the the best. And then, so it was just my opinion. But we had a distant echo together again, old friends not forgotten. And then Phantom Apprentice, and it, it was really no surprise to me that yeah. Phantom Apprentice won this poll with eighty nine percent. Old friends not forgotten had eleven percent of the vote, and then the other two had zero. Now I went with Old Friends Not Forgotten because you know Adam, I absolutely loved that episode. It just mm-hmm. felt very Star Wars to me, and the, the the music and the action and certain character moments I loved, but I also, I've loved every episode in this arc so far. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been tough because it's like each week. I don't know how it happens because it's been just topping each other each week. And for, for me, I yeah. went Phantom Apprentice, but, uh, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is also fantastic. It yeah. might've been hard to not choose shattered if, yeah, you know, if that was, out when we put the poll out so yeah i'm looking forward to talking about shattered here later on the show yeah and speaking of the show can you tell us what's going on this week in the show yeah absolutely we've got some news to talk about we got some movies games and parks and then like you said we're going to talk shattered the newest episode of clone wars episode 11 we're only one more episode away from clone wars finally being officially fully over so we're we're getting there. And then we have a new psychology of segment that we're going to do. If you remember, we did a few weeks back, we did uh, the psychology of Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. And this week, we're going to do the psychology of Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tano. And kind of look at those two characters and how they tick, what makes them go. Yeah, looking forward to that. So let's go ahead and dive into our new segment. You want the bad news or the really bad news? Okay, so our first article today come and by the way, our news is brought to you by Far Far Away News, um, a great Star Wars website. Who also and uh, our f- redesigned their site this week and it's looking pretty yeah. nifty. Yeah, they had a nice update. Yep. Um, but our, our first article actually actually comes from Star Wars Newsnet, um, but it's about the Rise of Skywalker being released on Disney plus. Um, and, and it seems like it's earlier than we, than it was supposed to be. It's definitely um, earlier than I expected it to be. Right. So it, it um, May 4th makes I, sense. I thought it was a great move to put it out mm-hmm. on May 4th as yep. well. Um, of course the 4k version will, will be up on there as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to being able to kind of watch all these movies on, on Disney plus now at this point, unless I decide to cave and also buy the the digital versions (laughs) like you did, my friend. Yeah. Um, uh, Next up, we had an article from far, far away news about some other content that's coming to Disney plus on May the 4th that we can look forward to. Um, So each film and series artwork will be updated on May the 4th to feature original concept paintings. Um, and they had a nice preview, some preview images on Far, Far Away News about yeah. what that's going to look like. Um, we're going to get 
updated art from artists like Ralph McQuarrie and um, Doug Chang as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking forward to seeing that stuff. Yeah. It looks and, pretty, pretty neat from the images that I'm looking oh, at right now. Oh, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, we're also getting episode one of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, a docu-series on the yep. making of that show. Yep. And the second episode will air a few days later on May 8th. Nice. And I know we are looking forward to checking that out as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not to mention Clone Wars episode 12 is Monday too, the 4th. So. Yeah, yes. And didn't mention that. So we'll have the, the finale is... on May the 4th. May yeah. the 4th. And it's going to be a great day. Yeah. Yeah. It's jumping this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, next up, we're going to talk about some news in games. Mm-hmm. And the first one is about Fallen Jedi Fallen Order. And we might be looking at a sequel. Now, I had a feeling this might happen based on the success of the the first one. But it says, um, lead producer of Jedi Fallen Order, Rich Fim, announced that he's looking for a game writer at Respawn and is asking for a qualified applicant to come join the Star Wars team. So this seems to indicate that we are going to get a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, possibly. Um, What are your thoughts on this, Adam? Um, zero percent surprised. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Probably two years from now. Um. Yeah. Uh, they have that project Maverick that we were talking about a while ago. I w- would imagine that's next. Uh, mm-hmm. since that seems to be farther along in the development cycle. So, barring anything unforeseen, um. I would imagine that the Maverick project is is coming up next, and then Fall in Order, and then yeah. EA's contract with Lucasfilm actually ends. So it depends on mm-hmm. what happens uh, with any agreements there. Uh, you know what happens with Star Wars games beyond that. So sure. Um, what would you like to see, Adam? Do you want to see EA continue, or do, would you like to see it maybe shift to to another company um actually what i want to happen and actually what i kind of think would happen is that um disney doesn't reach an agreement with any one company uh that they start licensing out star wars to to multiple companies and I forget what conference they were at a few months ago, but um, their lead, uh, and, and I'm not going to remember his name, but their lead that oversees like the interactive and, and, and the video game stuff kind of said as much. Like Their philosophy going forward is that they want people to come and play, and what they mean by that is they want people to come and use their IPs, and they'll, their IP would be uh, intellectual pro- uh, property, um, mm-hmm. They want people to come and use those properties, and they'll license us out, in the, you know, on, on a case by case basis. So, I think yeah. that's what I would want to see, and you know, let it branch out a bit, let it breathe. Yeah, I mean, we could we could see a lot of different kinds of games and different, you know, and and, yeah. and good quality that way by yep. allowing that to happen. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, absolutely. Fall in order. Um, yeah, and I still think that project maverick game i still think it's going to be a starfighter game of some type that's what i'm leaning yeah, that's, towards but yeah and that seems to be like the number one guess 
out there yeah. right now too. It's like a dog yeah. fighting type game, which I'm totally on board. Yeah, that'd with. be cool. Makes sense. Yep, I would love that. Um also in games, we have a Battlefront 2 update that released this week. Yeah. Um, we have the planet Scarif, um, which is featured in many different game modes. We also have updates to instant action, so you can jump into some of the like Age of Rebellion planets and, and do instant action. You can do instant action on Scarif. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like objective mode or something like that. Um, and basically it's pretty much just like capturing um what do you call them like capturing different posts or whatever yeah, like objectives um, yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much all the same but it's cool i yeah. i played that a bit um we have a new ray skin where she has the her crafted yellow lightsaber um we have a new emperor skin that looks like his outfit you know, from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, so I, I got on there. I played a little bit. I enjoyed it. Um, looking looking forward to playing some more. And uh, I will say this is Battlefront 2's final update. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the game will continue to be playable online and everything and yeah. multiplayer. But I think this is they've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish with the game. Yeah, it's lasted them two years now. And uh Respawn's done an incredible job uh, bringing that game back uh, from mm-hmm. where it was at launch because it was in a really dire situation at launch. And uh, they've done a great job with it. So it, it's had a, uh, at this point, it's had a good life. And, uh, you know, it's two years for a game like that is, is pretty good. So yeah, uh, the servers will still be there. You can still play it. It's not like you can't play it anymore. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'll probably be playing that for years to come. And our final piece of news uh, concerns the parks and specifically Galaxy's Edge. Um, this is kind of interesting because when I first thought about Star Wars Land coming to the Disney parks, my thought was maybe this will be like kind of like a greatest hits of, of star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be able to like go into the cantina on Tatooine. Maybe you'll be able to visit some place that looks like Hoth or something like that, you know, or have kind of like different planets featured. Um, so this article from far, far away news says former Disney world VP, Dan Cockerell told WDW the original plan for Star Wars land was centered around Tatooine, complete with plans for a Mos Eisley cantina that was going to sit across from Star Tours. However, Bob Iger met with Kathleen Kennedy and the idea was scrapped. Um, Kennedy stated that there were way more Star Wars stories ahead of Disney rather than behind them, and maybe they shouldn't create a theme park land themed to Tatooine and kind of limit it in that way. So, you know, we were kind of talking earlier about um black spire you know Mm -hmm. and going to galaxy's edge what are your thoughts about all this adam would you do you like what they did with you know star wars land being galaxy's edge or would you have rather seen i yeah i do uh so Mm -hmm. first of all i want to backstep a little bit um this actually came uh, this is on a personal note but uh this came from uh, wdw radio which is hosted by lou mongello that's actually the very first podcast I ever listened to way back in 2008. Uh, nice. been, he's been doing that for a while. It's a great show. Uh, he does all things Disney history, trivia, all of it. 
from a very very positive uh outlook and you know it's one of uh we we had Dan Zare on and I kind of modeled my podcasting style after both him and Lou and you know they've worked together as well uh but Lou's just a a, a great great at this and he has top-notch guests on like Dan Cockrell and uh but yeah uh, getting back to the question I do like it and I was watching um the Imagineering story on Disney Plus this week mm-hmm. And I think it's episode five or six where they start getting into the Star Wars stuff. That's an incredible documentary, by the way. It's very good. Very good. So Uh, good. But one of the things that sticks out to me about this is that they wanted you to go go and live your own story in Galaxy's Mm -hmm. Edge and not feel like you're observing. You know, there's a lot of times in in Disney and parks where you're going and, and you're watching something like you're, you're a passive uh, observer. You're watching things happen around you, you know, think like, um, magic kingdom. If you happen to get on like a Peter Pan or a Dumbo or, you know, something like that, not Dumbo, that's a bad example, but uh, you know, Peter Pan (laughs) or, um, you know, Winnie the Pooh was one, um, and stuff like that. You're watching the story unfold, you know, um, I think what they've done gives you a chance to go and actually be a part of the story, you know, be involved to get in there, to make your lightsaber, to put together a droid, to go stay on a, gal- uh, on a, on a star cruiser and then feel like you're on a cruise and get, you know, have your excursion uh, on black spire and then, you know, and then come back. Uh, so I think that's a much more immersive way of doing things than just copying what we've already seen and, and going, you know, Oh, Hey, I, I I've seen that before. That's kind of cool. You know, get a picture of that real quick. This gives you the chance to live it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I agree with you at first. I thought I wanted the other version, but yeah, the more I think about it, I'm really excited to visit what we did get. And right. I'm hoping with, with the plans to reopen Disney in phases that come September, you know, I'll be in a situation where I'm still able to, to go there. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I yeah. can't wait to live my own star Wars experience. And I, I, I like what they've done with it. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we move on, uh, that's the last news article, right? That is our last okay, cool. piece of news. Uh, going back to the May 4th stuff real quick, uh, uh, 2 mid 2 put in chat that Monday, May 4th, is also uh, Tatooine Sons, which uh, is, is a, a great podcast, uh, mm-hmm. are making a big uh, debut on Facebook, doing a Facebook nice. Live. You know, we're streaming on Facebook right now, and uh, they're making the switch to Facebook as well. So I think that's 8 p.m. Monday night, so tune in Okay, yeah, to tune Facebook. into that. All right. You ready to switch over to Clone Wars? Yeah, let's talk about Shattered. Good. The show is about to begin. This week, we're continuing with part three of the Siege of Mandalore story. And again, we I said this at the top of the show, but just keeps getting better, man. Um so our, our episode title is like we've said shattered and i think the first thing that that made me think of you know before i even actually watched the show is you know what is shattered you know what are we looking at here that's broken 
and right off the bat we get Bo-Katan and I think her uh her outlook on leadership or maybe even her ability at that point to be a leader is kind of broken um she says that you know she knows war and she's not sure how to be a different leader than what she is uh which I I thought that was very very deep very interesting cuz we know you know from rebels she does adopt that and she does you know she she does adapt to whatever she needs to do but at this point she's 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 not sure uh where she's going what she needs to do you know yeah i agree yeah another thing that's broken and uh, ahsoka uh her relationship with the council is now finally fully and completely broken uh, she was given i think one last chance there um to to come back on board and uh she decided she was going to be a civilian that's where that's the route that she needed to go and uh mace windu let her know that that was final <laughs> mace um, windu is such a jerk he can be yeah <laughs> yeah he can be and then we finally saw that scene from the trailer uh ahsoka's view on her role uh in this whole war in the galaxy the, the jedi's role in all this where you know she's they're supposed to be keepers of the peace they're not soldiers uh you know we get rex's view on that where you know they wouldn't be here if not for the war um yeah i love that moment of dialogue right there yeah yeah very good moment so uh those were some things i pulled out that broke in in this episode um anything for you i just feel like as as far as shattered you mean goes as far as the title Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like the galaxy in a way is shattered at this point i mean everything with order 66 everything basically flips on its head and and changes the galaxy going forward um so i that's how i kind of looked at it absolutely so uh one thing that stuck out to me after that uh Ahsoka doesn't divulge divulge, uh, Maul's revelations about Anakin. She doesn't give that over to the Council, which I thought was interesting. That was. What role do you think that might have in in events that play out, uh, you know, as as Anakin falls and turns? Um, What role do you think that might have? Do you think that could have changed anything if they'd alerted, if she'd alerted them? It's possible. I mean... Or do you think maybe that may make things worse? I don't know. It could have gone either way. I, I My thought was, you know, if, if she had warned the council, then Mace Windu would have been aware of that when he goes to confront Palpatine. Um, right. And maybe would have, maybe he would have brought more Jedi with him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Or been more prepared for, you know, Anakin's turn. I don't know. Right. That's kind yeah, of where my I don't mind know went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just something I was, you know, thinking about as that happened. Um, yeah, you know, I remember. I, I it wasn't on our. It was it was on uh, the MRC Tech show that I've been helping out with. Um, but I remember back in the uh, Revenge of the Sith novel, one of the quotes in there is that you know this happened in a galaxy far, far away, a long, a long time ago. Uh, th- these are you know events that can't be changed. They're already done. It's over. And, you know, we're looking back on this. We can't change it. And, yeah. you know, we, we talk about, you know, could any of these things change? You know, we want them to change. We want them to be better. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting that 
but these are these events are done. They're over. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, Kevin Connor's score just again, man. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I mean, it just it was building anticipation for me the whole time, mm-hmm. and I you know I was thinking again how that that use of these long notes and just kind of you know make, makes me just feel something's about to to crumble here you know yeah it was it was kind of the very dark yeah and like yeah. just i don't know how else to describe it other than have you seen blade runner 2049 before yeah mm-hmm. so if you go back and watch that movie and listen to some of those notes and some of that music it really reminded me a little bit of the music from Blade Run- from the, the score of Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. actually just had right. this kind of interesting like feel. Yeah. I enjoyed I loved it. And some of it made me feel like this was kind of the calm before the storm, you know. Mm-hmm. Before things really start taking off and then you know we we get some of the the his usage of some of the Revenge of the Sith themes, you know, a little bit of the emulation of the Jedi in there that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh but then before that, you know, with with those notes that he's using, just kind of it, it it lets you know that something's about to happen, but it's a little mm-hmm. more pulled back, and then you know it's just gonna it's just gonna go full throttle after that, which it does. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, this just solidified for me even more that I I want to see Kevin Kiner in Star Wars, working on Star Wars going forward, yeah. and maybe even live action at some point. Interesting. Um. Before we go f- too far, I wanted to go back to the uh, to the thing about Ahsoka warning the council and and Cam Ray in chat says that Mace mm-hmm. maybe at that point would have brought back up uh, which you could have yeah. or Yoda could have you know mm-hmm. forced that uh, forced the issue there to make him bring back up which yeah yeah I, I agree uh, Order sixty six man that happens again we have to live that again and it was rough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just relived it in Jedi Fallen Order. And <laughs> I, I know we keep having to <laughs> go back to this. Yeah. It's just like keep keep. Let's just keep opening up those old wounds, you know? Why mm-hmm. not? We had some really nice Revenge of the Sith clips there uh, from the film. Uh, some yeah. of the audio uh, with Anakin right. and, and everything that happened there. Very interesting that Ahsoka hears that directly. That she has that connection with Anakin. That she can hear actually, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in that moment. That she feels that that part of the story, which was amazing. Uh, and then Rex does turn. You know, I've always wondered how that might happen, and he does. Mm-hmm. And he his he showed this sheer willpower to save Ahsoka there, where you can see him shaking so hard because he doesn't want to do what he's about to do. Right. And and you know he, his hands are shaking. He drops the helmet. The helmet just kind of rolls. Mm-hmm. Everything's just very calm, and then. He's shaking with with his blasters, and it just, I, I man, Rex, I love Rex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I I love how this episode called back to the episodes in the arc of season six, um, with the whole clone thing and the chip being in their brain, and and I think it was Fives who had yeah, that fives, malfunction. Yep. Um, and, and it kind of called Rex back tells, to that, yeah. but but right. then it also like makes everything make sense when it comes to how we see um, Rex in Rebels yeah. and everything as mm-hmm. well. You know, I, I just loved how that filled in all those kind of missing links that, that we had. Yeah, definitely. I kept thinking that yeah. whole time about 
the you know the older heavier rex and with the mm-hmm. beard and you know the, yeah um I, I just kept thinking about him as a character in rebels you know this is how we get from here to there yeah right and then uh, you know, during uh, I, I call this healing Rex, which I guess it's not really healing, but it's getting that chip out, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we we hear some of the, some of the stuff from the from the wills. Uh, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Force is with me. Yeah, like I looked over, I saw Brit in my periph. <laughs> I, I saw Brittany looking at me like, dude, because she loves Rogue One. Yeah, and um, you know, just hearing that, she was like, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Uh and I didn't I didn't bring this out, but uh I I I really loved I didn't put this on the outline, I mean, but I loved uh Ahsoka's use of Maul, you know. I I, mm-hmm. I thought that she was going to team up with him there to get them both yeah. out. Yeah. Um I thought that was about to happen. And I guess maybe I've got a little bit of Maul in me because he thought that was about to happen too. Mm-hmm. She she was using she's using him she's using yeah. as a distraction she's, and you know she's right he is chaos that's all he is yeah. there is no order to what he wants to do or how he does it he is chaos yeah, and you know she doesn't hide that from Maul she makes no it she flat clear out than, tells hey, him go do your thing go cause <laughs> yeah, a distraction thing. because that's all you do anyway so just yeah. go do it I yeah. loved it uh-huh. yeah it's perfect yeah so we got one more episode and then it's all over man I can't believe it. Me neither. I mean, this is... Uh, this was a fast 12 weeks. <laughs> this it episode... Not only that, this episode flew by. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this episode. I love this arc. I love how it's going side by side with the events of Revenge of the Sith. And oh, we're did you see... A, um, a I different saw, point of view of it, you know? Yeah, I saw something on uh, Twitter. and I think it was Twitter. But it was like a side by side of those events in, in Revenge of the Sith. I didn't and see what that. happened here. And it... it it's like that's awesome it's like yeah it like lines up really really well if not perfectly so i just i love when we any story that has different characters looking at something we know that happened but in a different light in a Mm -hmm. different way and it connects into it i love that stuff so you know this is not only the best animated star wars that i've seen in my opinion um but it's also, I think, even better than some of the live action stuff we've gotten. To be honest, yeah, I, 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 th- I, think I can't it's just disagree. Incredible, you know. I, you know, uh, the after the first two episodes of this arc, you know, I was trying to hold back on saying that this is the best Clone Wars arc that they've ever done, or mm-hmm. best animation arc that they've ever done. But it might be. Yeah, I mean, unless they blow the last episode, like yeah. <laughs> it has to be. Um, um, so yeah. Do you have any thoughts about what, where we're going to go from here? I mean, we've already had Order 66. We've already, you know, that right. stuff has already happened. Do you have any thoughts about where we're going from here? Right. I mean, somehow we're going to have to see, I think, Maul yeah. being a, maybe some kind of tie to the to Crimson Dawn or something like that, potentially. Right. Um, I don't think Ahsoka is going to necessarily see Anakin as Darth Vader because... Like, do you think she, that, in yeah, Rebels, I don't, I don't she think so either? Right, right. She doesn't really know, does she? Until no, it doesn't feel that way. Right. Because she, she, um, she feels him later, and then you know she, you know when when she yeah. finally meets up with him. She but gets I that do think we could see we could see Anakin in the suit or something like that at the, at the you end. Think we'll see Vader. Um, 
There was some talk so. about that a few weeks ago. I don't think we mm-hmm. talked about it, but yeah, there was some talk that Vader might might appear. I think we could see that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it's so hard for me to predict this stuff because it's it, it hasn't been exactly what I thought, and it's been right, which is weird because you know how this story ends, you know. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been exactly how I thought it would happen, and it's been a little bit of a surprise each way uh, for each episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Roar Farm Boy in the chat says maybe this is where Palpatine's other use for Maul comes up. Yeah, I think that could make sense. Him being, you know, the leader of the crime syndicates and everything mm-hmm. like that, or the, at least, you know, Crimson Dawn. Um, so, yeah. And Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just excited to see the final episode and to see I'm what happens. I'm excited, and I'm not. I just, I just don't want this to yeah, end again. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I know. Um, I mean, I think it's like this is originally a good, like, we can't go any farther with Clone Wars. You know, the Clone Wars are over. No, so it's like I, Clone Wars are over now. Would I, I would yeah. I love to see more episodes? Yeah, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, this is it. It has to be the end, and that's right. kind of sad. You know, that's been Clone Wars sure. has been off and on for how how many years, and now it's 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 officially done. You know, yeah, probably like. 12 years or so yeah um originally i thought this arc was going to lead up to the events of revenge of the sith yeah i, I didn't, didn't think right. it was going to half overlap Concurrent. which is yeah. i've really enjoyed that so i have too that's and that's hard to do mm-hmm. you know tell a story yeah. that way uh but yeah sure. um i've been blown away by that just seeing how it how it intertwined just just from learning you know when anakin has killed dooku and you you, you realize then okay this is happening like right right during mm-hmm. those those events that's that's yeah pretty cool and, and see the the meeting with with the council there and with uh, um windu and, and yoda you know when they yeah. when they're starting to talk about uh palpatine uh, mm-hmm. so great stuff and great stuff Indeed. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me so excited, too, to go back and watch Revenge of the Sith and yeah, to watch Rebels yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff like that, too. So that's where I'm going to be heading next. Yeah, I'm actually last night I started uh, with uh, um, Phantom Menace again, and I'm going to start going through everything now. You know, yep. now, now that it's all there, I'm going through it all. So Absolutely. And speaking for the of first time, Ahsoka... it, it, like, Think about this. Like For the first time since we started with this timeline with the prequels back in 97 uh, 99 99 um we have a full complete story right up to the up right. up to anakin's fall you know the rise of mm-hmm. the empire we have that full story now for the first time ever you know yeah Pretty yeah cool. so i mean i think any anybody that takes issue with disney and you know yeah buying Lucasfilm and everything yeah. has to consider the fact that we have, we have some great things that have come out of it. Even if there's some things you didn't like, you know? Um, and and so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. say more, but I don't want to go down a <laughs> rabbit hole here. His, Cause I can. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Maul and Ahsoka, yeah, let's just, let's just go <laughs> get me out of here. We're Josh. going to, to dive into the psychology of these two characters <laughs> in our up next segment. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. So Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul are two characters in Star Wars that have been expanded throughout the years. Um, When you think about Ahsoka, she 
kind of started out as an annoying teenager that many fans didn't like. She wasn't mm-hmm. very well received in the beginning, um, especially like with the Clone Wars movie and then like season one and stuff like that. Um, but Ahsoka's really grown and matured into a fan favorite through the Clone Wars and Rebels. And we may be seeing her in, in live action as well mm-hmm. in either yep. The Mandalorian or her or her own spinoff series or, or maybe both. Indeed. Um, now, Darth Maul was an instant favorite villain, I, th- I think it's fair to say, who met an untimely end in The Phantom Menace, but he was brought back to life in The Clone Wars and Rebels and also appeared in Solo as the head of Crimson Dawn. So the first thing I wanted to look at, Adam, is how are these characters similar and how are they different? So Yeah, I, Maul- I wanted to look at that too. I'm glad you put that because yeah. uh, it was the last time I think it was the... Uh, Phantom Apprentice, where that was brought up, where we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, and Maul how, even mentions mm-hmm. like how they're how they're similar. So and one of his twenty eight you know, soliloquies in that episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you want to attack that question of how do you feel that these two characters are similar? Oh boy, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think you put a little bit of that here in the yeah I'll, I'll, in, in the I'll outline, but kinda, yeah. Yeah, and I'll talk about what I had here, and if you want to comment on it, yeah, you know, go for it. Go for go it because for it. I, I think you you outlined some some of my main thoughts here. Okay, um, so as Maul mentioned in Phantom Apprentice, you know, both of these characters were basically kind of cast aside or re- rejected by their respective order. You know, whether it be the the Sith or the Jedi, um, and they kind of had to both choose new paths for themselves. Um, you know, that's how I see that they're similar. Do you see any other similarities between these two characters? Oh, a, uh, I, th- I think that about covers it. I was kind of mm-hmm. going to say something about them. And it really falls under carving new paths for themselves, but you know, they're kind of the, the in-betweeners, I guess. Uh, yeah, know, where where uh, Ahsoka chooses the light, but not to align herself with the Order, with the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Um, Maul has doesn't really have a choice. He's been cast out by the Sith, uh, but mm-hmm. he has continued down his dark path. Uh, yeah, but, but not so closely. So, um, so yeah, I would I would say that they have that similarity where. You know, they're both still aligned with how they want to be aligned, but they're kind of walking more of a middle road. If that makes any sense. It does. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I, I think we can look at, you know, how they're how they're different, because even though they have some similarities and Maul was trying to use those similarities to get Ahsoka to join him in taking down the, the Emperor, um, which she was tempted by, the one thing that separated them at, in that moment was that Maul wanted to take Anakin out. Um, you know, in order to get back at the Emperor and not let him get what he wants. And Ahsoka, of course, was not going to let that happen. Um, right. So how are these two characters different in other ways? Well, I think Ahsoka tends to be yeah. selfless. Yeah. Um, and Maul has kind of selfish motivations. Um, do you see any other differences between these two? Uh, 
other than like I said before, with how they align themselves, where Ahsoka, like you said, she is uh, definitely aligning herself with the light, even if she's not aligning herself with the with the order that uh, you know claims to to guard that light. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maul's definitely just out for himself, uh, power yeah. or uh, you know you mentioned revenge. revenge. Uh, mm-hmm. He has his own agenda. We see with Ani- with the thing with Anakin with and, and Obi Wan, where he wants to deprive Palpatine of his next apprentice. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's out for his own reasons. Uh, even if even if he wants those reasons to be, he doesn't want those reasons. Even if those reasons are actually maybe a little bit right, you know, you know, maybe Palpatine doesn't need Anakin. You know, so right depriving him of Anakin is a good thing, but not by killing Anakin, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he, he's, he's motivated in his own way. definitely in a negative, uh, dark light. Yeah. And I think speaking of motivations, Adam, that brings us to my next question about the psychology of these characters. And that is, you know, what motivates them? What motivates Maul? What motivates Ahsoka? I think we've talked a little bit about what motivates Maul. And that is, you know, he's motivated by greed. If we look at um, the crime syndicate situation, the Crimson Dawn situation, you know, um, just being in control of something, um, being controlled that underworld since he can't be a Sith. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's definitely some greed there. I think he's also very highly motivated by revenge, whether that revenge is towards Palpatine or towards Kenobi. Yeah, um, you know his. That's really only like, that, yeah. I think we were just going to say that. Uh, this really is only reason. You know, after he's been brought back to life, that's his only reason for anything anymore is right. revenge. Revenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about Ahsoka? I mean, I, I think I think Ahsoka is generally motivated by doing what's right, um, even if it breaks the rules at, at times. Um, what do you think motivates Ahsoka, Adam? Um, yeah, I think like you said, doing the right thing, uh, you know, whether or not, whether or not that goes for or against what she's been trained to do, mm-hmm. uh, she has this, she has, she has this moral compass and she adheres to that. Um, you know, and it's weird because in a lot of ways I think maybe she's learned a lot of that from Anakin, mm-hmm. you know, where he, he was kind of the same yeah. way. And even Obi Wan, to a degree, you know, uh, Obi Wan hasn't always done what he's been told to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he flat out says in Episode One that he's going to train Anakin with or without the approval of the Council. Yep. Uh, and you know, I, I think as, as he was on the Council and saw some of the inner workings, I, th- I think he uh, he he knew where the line was and he knew where he had to dance uh, along that line. Um. And you know, I I think uh, I think Ahsoka learned a lot of that from both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think naturally she just has that that inner moral compass that that keeps her yeah. uh, that she that she adheres to. So Adam, you, your um, segues here are brilliant because I'm trying. You know, I'm, I'm re- we're really talking <laughs> <I'm not>. about <laughs> morality <laughs> right, <laughs> next. Right. Um, and thinking about you know what makes people make the decisions that they make. In in, yeah. in college, I studied a, uh, developmental theory, 
from Lawrence Kohlberg, who has a theory of moral development and yep. you know how we make the the choices that we make. And I'm going to talk a little bit about all those stages. And we're going to try to place these characters, uh, Ahsoka and Maul, into one of these stages. Are you up for that? Absolutely. All right. So stage one basically is avoiding punishment. So, you know, we, we think about very, very small children. They don't want to get punished. They don't want to get a timeout. They don't want to get spanked, whatever it might be. So they're, they're making their choices based on avoiding punishment. Um, so that's stage one. Stage two, um, you're making choices to gain rewards. Like, oh, you know, if you do this, you're going to get a prize. Um, you know, we use this in school a lot with younger kids. Um, you know, kind of that positive reinforcement. Yeah, but, right. But like in, in material form, um, getting something, you know, candy, toy, whatever it is. Um, stage three is when you start to make choices based on gaining the approval of others. Mm-hmm. So that's like social rewards, things like hey, good job. You did great. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, hearing those Being things noticed. from another person yeah. motivates you. Right. Um, then we go to stage four. And this is, you know, when you get more towards the later, later teenage years to maybe adult um, law and order. And that is okay. fixed rules. Like if we think about the not Jedi the Col- code. No, not the TV show. Dun, dun. Um, but <laughs> that's it's a great noise. Um, <laughs> but like following the rules, you know, you're very motivated by it. This is the law. I have to follow it. It's black and white. That's it. Um, following the Jedi code to the T basically in the star Wars universe um, would be stage four. And then stage five is all about mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. So that means that morally right and legally right aren't always the same thing. Like sometimes you might have to make a choice that is against the law in order to be morally right. You know, if right. a law doesn't make sense, you don't necessarily follow it. If a Jedi code, something in the Jedi code doesn't make sense, you don't, and that's when I kind of think about like a character like Qui-Gon or somebody like that, um, maybe being in this stage. And then okay. the final stage is stage six, and that is morality is based on peace and harmony. Um, so it's it's all about just creating this harmony with all the people and, and peace and love and all these things. So thinking about people like, you know, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, like... Yeah, those types right. of individuals, okay. um, you know, people have described Jesus being a, as as like a stage six person. Um, okay. And so some people never get to some of these stages. I mean, you might even have adults who are in stage two. I mean, who knows? So um, I like to get rewards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> um, so what stage do you think Maul is in and what stage do you think Ahsoka is in? If you need me to kind of go back over any of these stages, I can. But. Um, I, for Ahsoka, I, I keep looking at stage five. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think she's making decisions based on peace and harmony, although I think that's her right. goal. Where, yeah. You know, where she mm-hmm. says, I think that's her goal. Um, but I think she's kind of stuck in the in this phase of her life, you know, where you talked about the morally right and the legally right, you know, especially where mm-hmm. we see what happened to her uh, leading up to leaving the council and then dealing with the fallout of that, um, which is very much where she's at right now. Mm-hmm. So I would put her around that stage five. 
I, I agree completely. That's where I would have placed her as well. You know, I, I think sometimes she's making those choices that would go against the Jedi code, but she knows it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, yeah. I think we, we see that a lot from, from her character, even in her recent arc with, with Trace and Rafa and everything. I think we see some of that as well. In her early days, I would put her in stage three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she wanted that approval, that approval of like of Anakin, Anakin yeah. of the, the the council stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting cool. if you look back in, in over Clone Wars, and I think there's times where you can see her in stage four. You know, mm-hmm. she's very worried about the about the law, about the Jedi code. Yep. Uh, where, you know, she's not making decisions like she is right now. So right. you can see her I, development a little bit over these seven seasons. Definitely. And I'm also seeing in the chat that Cam Ray is agreeing with us on stage, stage five, five for Ahsoka. Yep. Um, what about Maul? Where would you place Maul? I have an idea on Maul, but uh, how about you go first? Because I I, th- I think I know where I'll put him, but I want to see where I want to see what you say. I would put Maul in stage two. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. I th- I think it's all about gaining things for him, whether it's yeah. gaining revenge, gaining power. Yeah, those gaining are his rewards. Greed. Um. So I would I would place Maul in stage two, um, and yeah, and I, I think, think that's yeah. where we see the major difference between these two characters. So even mm-hmm. though they have some similarities, they've been through similar things on each side of their own respective order, Sith Jedi. Um, you know, I, I think what separates them really is maybe their their moral code, their moral development, um, and the choices they ultimately make. Yeah, and Cam is with us again, stage two. Mm-hmm. We nailed right. it. Awesome. So we have just once again dug into the psychology of characters from Star Wars and looked at Ahsoka and Maul. Um, anything further you want to add, Adam? No, I I, I just want to say I, I I between doing this for Kylo Ren and now doing it for Maul and Ahsoka, I I like mm-hmm. these segments. I, I, yeah, we're gonna do this again. Yeah, we'll continue this with we're gonna, some other characters. Yeah, I don't and, know who we're gonna pick up next, but I I like this. Yeah. I like this segment. Yes, absolutely. All right. I think that does it for the psychology segment. Yeah. You ready to wrap up episode 27? Let's do it. I'm just glad you're here. At the end. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with us in the live chat. If you were here, I know we had Cam Ray, uh, Rural Farm Boy, 2Med2. If you are, uh, if you're watching live and if you're listening but not subscribed, make sure you, make sure you do that for us. We're on most major podcatchers, including iTunes. Uh, where if you are listening to us there or have iTunes installed on your computer, uh, you can leave us a review, which really helps us get out to to everybody uh, to get more people uh, seeing what we're doing here and what kind of content we're putting out. Uh, check out the website from a certain point of view dot com, uh, where we do blog articles, and you can get, find all the ways you can get in touch with us. We didn't have too many blog articles this week. I was really focusing on on um, the May Fourth show, which we're going to be putting out in just well. Uh, this will come out on Sunday, so that means the very next day we'll have a second episode, a bonus episode, uh, where we're going to be sharing what Star Wars means to, with means to everyone. Uh, so socials. Uh, Twitter, like we said, Twitter has been amazing these past this past week, even this past twenty four hours. Uh, but that is certain POV Pod. 
Facebook is from a certain point of view, a Discord server. And the link for that is in the show notes and on the website. And like I said, we, we're only, uh, we're only uh, one weekend to Alphabet Squadron now. Plenty of time to catch up if you want to join in with us and read along with us and discuss with us. We just read chapters one and two this week. We're going to dig into a few more chapters uh, this coming week. So a perfect time to jump into the book club if you're interested. Email is certainpovpod at gmail.com. We've actually gotten a few me- emails this week, which has been fun. And Anchor.fm, uh, where we have also gotten our first voicemails this week. So you guys are going to get to hear all of that stuff uh, on Monday. As far as anything else that we do on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at thegauze 85 That's where you can find most of my stuff. That's where I'm most active, for sure. I also write for uh, farfarawaynews.com. This past week, I had an article come out where I talked about... Uh, training younglings so definitely head on over and check that out uh josh uh why don't you tell everyone else uh tell everyone else you're up tell everyone what else you are up to and uh, where they can find you yeah Yeah, um you know you guys can find me on twitter at jedi jar jar 1722 and you can find me writing articles on movie news net and star wars news net and i just Got to say that I am really looking forward to our special May the 4th episode and seeing what Star Wars means to everybody, because that is why we are here. That is why we do this, because Star Wars means so much to us, and we know it means a lot to you as well. Um, Anything else to add to the show today, Adam? No, just once again, thanks everyone for the 300 followers on Twitter. We're super excited about that. And uh, thanks for hanging out in the live chat. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're listening out there in a podcast, uh, you know, don't be afraid to subscribe to us on YouTube and join us on a Saturday afternoon and see what we're doing live. Um, in general, just thanks to everyone. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And sometimes thanks just doesn't feel like enough to, to just say so. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and uh, Pizza and Parsecs just joined us. And uh, thanks. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. Uh, I got your voicemail for for Monday. I can't wait to play it. So glad you're here. But yeah, yeah so, uh, in general, just wanted to say thank you to everyone. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us and be looking out for that special May the Fourth episode. And I hope everybody really enjoys their May the Fourth and celebrates Star Wars um, in any way you you can. And everything that we told you today was true from a certain point of view.